Greetings, nerds. This is Seen a Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Happy to be back with you this evening. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, been a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a week. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but it feels like I, I went on vacation, so, uh, you know, it was uh, much... Didn't realize... You know, it's one of those things you don't realize that you need it until you actually do it, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it feels yeah. Even though it was only a week ago, it feels like I feel it feels like like longer because I just really checked out as much as I, as much as I could have uh, during a holiday. <laughs> oh, it was definitely a quick week for me. So I I'm in I'm experiencing the exact opposite where I'm thinking to myself, we were just here, we were talking about the penultimate episodes, and now yeah. we're here and about to talk about finales of Doom Patrol and Star Girl. So. But but first, um, I I have been I did over the week um, watch the Umbrella Academy season two. Mm. Now, when I say watch, of course, asterisks, 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 <laughs> watch in the background. Because here's my thing with with the Umbrella Academy, season one, season two, pretty much the same thing, different times. Uh. <laughs> it's. it's it's beat for beat. You're just thinking really? to yourself, why, why are we doing this again? What, huh? Why? However, oddly enough, the more I watched it, the more I thought season two is way more interesting than season one was. Huh. Like these characters have have a lot more going on, and I feel it. There's movement and there's actual momentum. Um, and and I really liked the last five minutes of the finale. Okay, okay. I ha- I have not watched it. I I did watch season one way. I guess over, I guess it was a year ago. Whenever we first. Uh, right. Yeah, and and so and when I saw your tweet, I kind of chuckled because I, I know you were. Uh, whenever we were doing the popcorn uh, a few weeks ago, I joked. I was like, yeah, you know, there's several things coming up, and. and one of those is the Umbrella Academy. You're kind of like, yeah, oh yeah. You're kind of like, man. So whenever you said you watched it, I was, I was surprised. I'll, I'll get around to it. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I, I will uh, in due time, but uh, it's definitely not something I was. Uh, you know, I, I freely admit I wasn't blown away by season one, and um, uh, I'll, I'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah. I think it. it goes in in the line of something that have if we were in a time of non-covid and new things were coming out would i watch season two probably not Mm -hmm. but i'm desperate for entertainment at this point and however i don't know if i'm desperate enough to pay 30 dollars for mulan to watch on disney plus a subscription service that i cut off after Hamilton <laughs> I got my full month in and then I'm like I don't need it anymore <laughs> yeah just you'll turn it back on whenever the Mandalorian season two drops but <laughs> you know that's also in the back of my mind it's like you know I don't know how long it'll be for $30 I don't really understand if it's going to go away if there's a, only a certain amount of time when you can take them up on that offer because I might just wait until 
um, the Mandalorian or until Winter Soldier and Falcon come out. Uh, sorry, WandaVision is coming out first. Yeah, yeah. See, it's ingrained in my mind to think differently. To think it's yeah. for some reason it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to uh, come out in August, but uh, obviously we know what happened with that. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I saw that they were that uh, Mulan was going to. Uh, come to the Disney plus service and you have to pay the premium price. And and so on the one hand, you, I was like, well, you know, for a family of four, $30 is not a bad deal, yeah, but, crazy. but, uh, but, uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I will, maybe, maybe I will do that. Um, cause I, I guess, you know, we, we already pay, premium price sometimes for content on things like Amazon and other stuff, but not $30. Uh, so that's, that's the, you know, that's like I said, but at the same time, if I had, there's no way I could do, go to a regular theater, even matinee prices and, and get it that way. So. Right. Yeah. And then um, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, if I don't support Mulan, they're never going to do this again. And then that means that we're just going to have to wait an infinitely more, more time for black widow. Yeah. So, do I just give $30 and fingers crossed everyone else gives $30? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll probably get Black Widow coming out. <laughs> See Mandalorian and then Black Widow and then WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and so, here's the thing it's a very different conversation between do I pay $30 for Milan or do I pay $30 for Black Widow? I I would probably I would be like yeah heck I'm gonna spend thirty dollars on Black Widow I don't yeah. care yeah go ahead take my Marvel money. movie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah it's just interesting times I, I you know I, I you know whenever I saw this news and and I know Disney you know they they keep just when you think they are um, going to ride it out like that they 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 do this and i i think it's a definite test case for for this new model as for certain feature films in, in mm-hmm. this new environment so uh, you know it would not surprise me at this point if they say yeah we're gonna we'll do a limited release of, of black widow for a couple weeks on on this platform until they could again until they could re-release it in in uh in the multiplex yeah yeah because they're tired of just dropping trailers too. Exactly. Tired too. All right. So we got two finales to cover. Um, do you want to talk Stargirl first? Yeah, let's talk Stargirl first. Stargirl's the easier one to talk about because yeah. it's about half of the episode, fight, fight, fight. Second half of the episode, talk, 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 closure, closure, closure. <laughs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> yes that that's true but i i i have to say i i really like this finale i don't know if it's because in the in 2020 we actually got a finale versus something that was cut short uh but but also honestly and i I was chatting with some folks on twitter earlier this evening uh about stargirl and I, you know, it's it's quick. It's become probably my favorite show of the Arrowverse at this point. Um, 
I, I have to say it. I mean, at least as as the Arrowverse is currently constituted as far as the shows that we have on right now. I I sorry, I'm caught off guard because I feel as if you almost said the same thing about Batwoman a few weeks ago or a few I, months ago. I did, I did, but I, <laughs> I did because Batwoman. It was like you know you had Arrowverse 1.0, Batwoman's 1.5. And now Stargirl's Arrowverse 2.0, which just gets, well, gets, gets better. Uh, I I wouldn't go that far. I think I think what both shows have in common is they're new, they're fresh. Mm-hmm. The writing has been strong, and you can you can also argue. Well, are we talking about comparing these seasons to season one of The Flash, season sure. one of Arrow? Arguably, season two of Arrow is the best season of Arrow, but. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the writing in these shows tend to always be strong, fresh out of the gate. Yeah. And the true testaments come in the later seasons when we've been through this. I mean, I, you could see the setup happening. The one thing that Stargirl finale did not do, and and I shouldn't be surprised by this, Will. I should not be surprised because in a weird way, I've been calling it since the very first episode. Cameron nowhere to be found it, yeah they killed his dad right <laughs> yeah they did set, set the stage nowhere. <laughs> clear clear clearing the deck of all the all the adults in the in the room well i guess what except i guess the gambler made it and um uh, sports master the fiddler knows she remember she was killed last week oh yeah 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 sport well, yeah tigers they didn't do that the, yeah. the the other people did and i forgot about that but I, they left. It was it was good. They split the deck. They almost mm-hmm. split the difference where they they left a few people still around. I mean, we still got Cindy running around, finding Eclipso, and setting up season two. Um, Grundy is still running around. We'll get into that in a moment. But they, <laughs> I was waiting this whole episode for like that that final ten minutes when everything's happy. And it's Christmas. I was just like, okay, when is Cameron gonna go full icicle on Pat and take <laughs> away Courtney's dad? <laughs> <laughs> it was too happy, too happy for me to believe what was going on. I was like, where's the twist? Yeah, yeah, they didn't fall into that trap. They did not. And, and which all, which is good and bad, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was good. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, it was a nice, clean end to the season. We did get set up for for season two with, uh, as you said, they left. Some members of the uh, ISA left, and they also they teased the shade uh, whenever uh, whenever they were going through the portrait. Portrait, and he said, you know, "Yeah, I, I warned you, Jordan." Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, so they 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 did do a good job of setting things up for, for season two and also clearing a deck of s- some of the adults. And to, like, as, as to your point, I mean, we did at the very beginning of this episode, I like the, you know, I always like these episodes where they had, have like the, the clock and, you know, we have three minutes later at, at when episode starts and they're out on the field and the big, uh, you know, the band is, you know, the fiddler's son has just assaulted one of his bandmates because he called him too perturbed. And, and, and so 
we, we, we start to see he, he took what his mother said to heart and and so we're, we are starting to see the, the the beginnings of of the next generation for season two and, and beyond as they clear the deck of the of the adults and but haven't we been seeing that this whole season yeah but but we have but i think i think i think with doing things like that like for setting for example setting up the next fiddler or setting up cameron as you as you rightly noted i mean he's nowhere to be found so of course he's gonna swear vengeance on pat and and everyone for for killing his father so you know so i think they they were using these moments to you know again set up the next season but also bring some closure to some of the story points from from this one yeah they i think overall it was a pretty well constructed finale um because it and you already called it out it is a finale episode a lot of what we're seeing in some of these shows we're watching is like oh this clearly wasn't how they wanted to end the season but they had to because of covid so they couldn't finish the story that they tried to tell and you don't get that you get full closure and and just enough loose ends to where no, this story is only just beginning. There's still more to tell, still more to do. Um, and something I really liked was Yolanda and Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, because as much as they do not let Cameron see the light of day, they are able to pull in or or over the course of a season, sprinkle in just enough Yolanda and Rick to make them even have a purpose beyond just being a part of the team in this finale. And there's a moment in the tunnels where they're talking and they're talking about the, the idea of revenge and versus justice and murdering the ISA for what they did Um, because they've both lost people in their lives due to the ISA. Mm -hmm. And then it's interesting, the parallel that occurs where Yolanda ultimately kills Henry's dad. Um, girl, it was self-defense. Nobody blames you. Nope. That guy was a psycho. He was going to kill children. I think you were fine. I think God is on your side in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and it was, and it was also just a very smart line. It, it was so subtle that, that even I was, thinking to myself how did she figure that out and then it's like oh oh yeah they were his friends too by that point and his dad didn't recognize that and then later on you see rick who's who's killing solomon grundy like just nailing him yeah um and then he has a change of heart and and what it was a confusing as much as i liked it because of that contrast with yolanda it was also odd to me because a don't really understand Solomon anymore. Um, did did he stop fighting back? He did. He was beat okay. down. I mean, basically, so Grundy was it was like an animal, and who had just gotten gotten his ass handed to him, and and because of that, he he was he was cowering. And, you know, he saw that conflict with Rick 
basically in that that moment of like you know I could I, I you know I think you you said you said it perfectly with with Yolanda's actions versus Rick's actions mm-hmm. because Yolanda clearly in her case was it was self defense I mean because Brainwave was definitely come, coming there to kill her and and you're right I mean she picked up whenever he said uh, that that line about the friends I mean, that made it clear he was going to kill kill her and so she had to defend herself if Rick had followed through it with Grundy he would have been a murderer at that point because right. Grundy yeah. it wouldn't have been vengeance it would have been straight up murder because Grundy was was subdued at that point and and in a weakened state and and basically Rick showed him mercy right and, which you know, which I think was a good evolution point for that, and I think also, um, man, we saw it at the end of the episode too. I think Yolanda. I mean, well, the poor girl's been dealing with a lot this season, <laughs> but you know, so again, she's going to have to deal with the 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 weight uh, of knowing, even though it was pro- was in self defense, that she did take a life, and and that's you know that's a lot for. For, for a teenager and to, to deal with or for anyone, but in particular these kids who were were who you know, whenever we've seen their stories over the course of the season grow into this role of a superhero. And, you know, they they really, you know, they they they, they dealt with the, the issues of uh, of where does the superhero cross that line. Uh, it, here in, in the final episode, and, and again, that's a good springboard for things to moving forward in, in the series. And and that if hopefully, if the writing holds up as well as it has in the second season, as it did in the first, they'll they'll explore that some more. Oh, absolutely! I, I think because not only is it a kid who's realized I want to save people, but sometimes that means I have to really remove the bad guys or or is that the hero I want to be what's the what's the um what's the other choice in the matter is um they set her up to come from a very religious background which I was which Mm -hmm. was smart and I think that even though Rick did the right thing at the end of the day letting Solomon go there is going to be some repercussions to where he even questions that to further that contrast just because I was thinking where where is he gonna go? He he kind of stands out. He's an animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so season two, I'm gonna call Grundy's hour because Grundy and and him are gonna become best friends. He's gonna <laughs> die, and we're gonna have a whole episode about training Grundy. It's gonna be a big thing. Grundy's in love. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on the fl- um the fan fiction, but still, I th- I think they could be buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be buds. Yeah, our our man and the, our man and the zombie. You know, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is interesting how at the beginning of the season we see ISA just 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 knock down the JSA like like flies, just bang 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 bang. And they thought they were going to do it again. Turns out, for whatever reason, the odds were in this team's favor and they got the upper hand 
Um, and I think that has a lot to do with they were actually working together as a team. Yeah. And and Jordan, he ends up actually taking Barbara and and man, the makeup they did on his face. He really yeah. did look like he hasn't slept in five years. Yeah. He was worn, beaten down, and then he's just he's just he has his big um, mustache twirling speech about how he's gonna um, save the world and why he's doing what he's doing and why he's right. Um, and and I just, you know, I, they, they had to kill him. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that actor, come on, he's he's so good in that yeah. role. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he Neil Jackson, I think, yeah, um, he he definitely was very very good in that role and and what you know it, it was uh, you're right it was the most chestroll in speech and stuff and but it was you know one of the things i liked you know i think i, I had referenced this earlier in in the season is that the the the, the characters on this show uh you know we we we, we were definitely better developed than than your villain of the week that we would see in so many uh, procedural drop yep, or shows or, or superhero shows. And, and, and Jordan, it, it, I, w- I was almost hoping that he would somehow make it out of it just so that we could just see, continue his, his villainy because he, he was a very compelling villain. And especially when um, the, the whole development of new America and, and, and what, what it meant, even at the expense of killing 25 million people. I mean, it just, you know, he was, he sold icicles, I guess, feeling he's so morally right about what he was doing, even though it was, you know, clearly uh, was going to end up causing the deaths of, of many, many folks. Yeah, they, they made the smart choice to justify the actions, which, which again goes back to what we're talking about with Yolanda. If we, even if we killed these people, it's still a sacrifice to save infinitely more lives. Mm-hmm. So, so the villains in these stories are often willing to do that, make those sacrifice um, that that is immorally wrong. Um, no matter your reasons, no matter your justification, um, and also, dude. You're just brainwashing people. When has that ever been a hero thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand this. I get it. I get it. We're all a bit pers- like even even last week when they were reading the notes and they're like, "Are we really on the good side?" And well, just just think about the fact that you're you're brainwashing people. You're mm-hmm. you're you're removing freedom to believe in things. I mean, and and of course, I understand there are. There's right and wrong and all of that, but there's something about it that just just twisting the soul and 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 I think that and I also think um another hats off, I guess all of the villains across the board to what you were saying, they didn't fall into that not only did they not fall into that villain of the week category, but they built a world and they also they all fed off of each other you understood it 
And and so I think part of the reason why they couldn't give Cameron more screen time is because they had to develop both teams. They really had to show us why the ISA were the people who they were and how they got there and how that reflects off of the new JSA. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Uh, the way they, they they utilize these the, the, the ISA and, and and fully develop them, but but also I think uh, even with the supporting characters, so even though we joke about Cameron, um, he, you know he did serve the the plot purpose of helping to integrate sort of serve as a bridge between Courtney's families, you know beyond. Um, you know, Cindy and Jordan working together and, and some of those other things. So I, I think that was, you know, so. But not even, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, not, well, I think, uh, you know, I think. It See, here's, if they really, you would have sold me had there been a single line that yeah. Courtney said to Jordan where, what about your son? She okay. never ask about it. it it and that just irritates me i'm like yeah yeah that's oh. true yeah that's but true you you re- i i get it all you see is icicle right now but it's jordan yeah jordan is cameron's father you're defending your mother and and it's just it's so weird that that there wasn't anything and even at the end when everyone's all happy i was thinking she was going to get a text message there was nothing. She had no sympathy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess that, yeah, no sympathy. And, uh, well, and that, that that will possibly, as I said, lead to lead to Cameron uh, coming back in season two and joining up with the, with the new ISA and getting vengeance for his father. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's that that's that's the predict, that's the predictable route. I mean, if, if they decide to go there, uh, <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't know how much we can count on them actually utilizing Cameron anymore. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it, yeah. To your point, Cameron's just going to sort of disappear, just like you know, if it whatever the whatever the Blue Valley equivalent of the pipeline is, that's where he's going. So. Absolutely. <laughs> What um before we switch over to Doom Patrol, what did you think about the the final final tease with Joel McHale? Oh oh, before we get there, oh, I, I I think we 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 there's one character that we criminally not talked about this evening is Beth and her uh, and and Chuck. her. And Chuck, yeah, because they, to me, were like the true heroes of the story, uh, and and basically, you know, distracting the gambler and and hacking back into the system, you know, taking all his assets. I loved how she was like, Beth was like, "Hey, you know, I'm going. Right. Let's find the charity of." Uh, to, to to send all this money to when she like picked the American Red Cross and some other and it just seeing this account strain and and really really was the catalyst to help the rest of the team be able to um, able to you know s- succeed when they when they went into the ISA headquarters and also figuring out the dampening fills and those kind of things and so you know Beth and Chuck 
I, you know, one of the things that that really did bother me as far as uh, some of the loose ends from the this, the finale was what's going to happen with Doctor Midnight and and you know because I figured when they went six weeks later, I was like, I was expecting you know they were able to Pat was able to figure out a way to to fix the glasses, uh, the goggles, and and also thinking back to the to the pilot. Um, or sorry, the second episode, whenever Courtney got all this equipment out of the IS, out of the JSA's uh, headquarters, the the pen, uh, there's that pen is still sitting in her yeah. her her, uh, her her room, and I was I was like, well, maybe that's how they'll like you know fix the goggles, or there's something there, and it's like a backup for Chuck or or, or something, but. Uh, but I, I really think that uh, you know every everybody. What I liked about the finale was everyone had had a moment to shine, and and I and I, I really uh, I really enjoyed Beth and Chuck over, over over the course of the season two, and and I, and I do hope that uh, they they figure out a way to get Doctor Midnight fixed. Yeah, and and it's not just that they all had a moment to shine, but they all had some kind of consequence or something that okay, this battle's over, but there's still more to get done. I mean, Yolanda dealing with what she, her consequence of of the killing of Brainwave, and then Beth, and everything, her being on this team is all because of these goggles that... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I don't work, and more importantly, she lost her best friend. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess why it doesn't, doesn't stand out for me is because I know they're going to find a way to fix the goggles. I know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. I but I do agree with you that it was her quick thinking that really allowed them to do everything else. Really allowed them to get out from underneath the ISA. Yeah. Um, Because they were initially really backed into the corner, and then it was that maneuvering and that quick thinking that that led them to um to not being and chuck even says it that's a great idea beth because it was her idea and i think she's going to go through similarly what courtney did with confidence and that's Mm -hmm. where we're going to find beth in season two yeah 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 definitely definitely but that but that ending so uh the dad cards too early and now we got another justice person or yeah, Starman. Starman returns, and this one, this one definitely threw me for a loop. But when I first saw the scene, I honestly thought it was, uh, it was when we went back to uh, Sam Curtis, and uh, yeah, we were seeing him selling the lockets and, and, and buying the house or something like that. And maybe that was going to be a springboard into to something. So, so whenever we see that as Sylvester Pimbleton, and um, and shows up at the door. I was like, I, I was legit. They, they legit got me on that one. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. 
Here, here's, here's why. I watched Umbrella Academy season two, and their tease infinitely better. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Well, you know. <laughs> but no, I just, I just worry um, because I don't. I always worry when they do this. I, I, I don't want them to lower the stakes. They did a very good job this season, killing some kids at the beginning of the season to raise stakes. Never letting the heroes win until the very end to raise stakes. And so now we have we have Sylvester back. Right. And so there's going to be... And, and I just... It was so... It was so personal for Pat. And there's even that moment where Justin says he would be proud of you. Mm-hmm. And, and so and so maybe that's what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna really flesh out this whole relationship i don't know if it's a brother relationship or if it's more sylvester is almost like a father to him i don't i don't know yeah. um which would be weird because i'm pretty sure luke wilson is older i don't know but still weird um I just I don't want them to jump the shark and and it kind of it kind of does lower stakes when you kill somebody at the beginning of the season only for them to knock on a door at the end of it like what the heck yeah yeah I mean and and of course there's any number of like thoughts I had you know where it could be a, could be a shapeshifter it could be I mean it could very well be that uh, he he you know it, it was some kind of reincarnation or 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 resurrection of, of Starman. You're really not selling me on. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just trying to like. I'm just sort of spitballing what what it could be. But, but to 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 your point that it it would lower the stakes if it is just a true resurrection and, and that, uh, whenever we thought Starman was killed at the beginning, uh, he, he somehow you know he somehow came back. So, um. Uh, so again, so yes, it was it, it did didn't see that one coming, but uh, but I, I do share I do share your concerns about lowering the stakes and 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 cheapening what 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 really good setup they had from from the very beginning of the, of this of this uh, of the show. Yeah. All right. So as we leave one complete finale. We um, head to Doom Patrol to talk about the the um, dot 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 episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the one thing I will say is that we were both right last week in a way because I met, we were talking a lot about Dorothy and this who is she who is she the candle maker is this a curse what is this. What does this mean? Why does she suddenly get her period? And it's all about her becoming an adult. And I think that I was still right with that episode and how it played out and the development of Dorothy over the season. But you were right as well that her mother kept appearing because the only, arguably the only one who can really defeat Candlemaker is Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that her not growing up did help release him as no longer being kept confined to her imagination. But she also now is old enough, quote unquote, 
to to actually face off to him, whatever that looks like and means. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you, you're right. I think that um, Dorothy, the way this episode ended with her accepting the challenge, and mm-hmm. and even though, as Niles was still trying to shield her, even as he's like pathetically like crawling through the wax to to get to her, uh, it, it 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 definitely. You know, again, this was obviously a penultimate episode, and and it was, and so I'm not going to beat him up too much for that because you know circumstances beyond air control. But it did, you know. But the one thing that Dorothy did in, in accepting was she her her challenge. You know, especially when her mother tried to hand her the the weapon to take on Candlemaker, Dorothy was like, "No, I got this." And, and she was, you know, and we saw that growth of her, her confidence in, in that moment from where earlier in the episode, she was, you know, still hot, hiding in a tent, whimpering and afraid of what was all transpiring around her to the moment where she puts on the red shoes and then she conjures up a weapon to take on Candlemaker. So, so I, I like that. I like that arc. Just, uh, as far as how we, we we see Dorothy accept her fate, and then of yeah. course Candlemaker then sucks takes her and goes to wherever they wherever they were going, they end up having their their final face off. Right, right. I I, I do too. Overall, I I um, it took me a while to get on board with Dorothy. I really think last week's episode is when it clicked for me, and this episode was just a cherry on top with furthering that, even though we didn't get a lot of her because arguably this wasn't a Dorothy centric episode, no. despite it being, this was all about Jane or yeah. I'm sorry, Miranda. Yeah. Which, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have been waiting. I think this is another thing that doom patrol has not delivered until this point, And what I've been missing from season one is that, this episode and what they did with Miranda and Jane and Kay. Mm-hmm. Did you see it coming? Did you see the idea that Miranda, who we've come to know, actually is her, her father? No. They're out of the well in the underground. I, 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 that one got me. I, I did not see Miranda being the evil one, uh, basically the father, basically uh, being the Miranda that we've seen walking around, basically taking out all the various stations and, and other personalities. Uh, that was that was good. That was that was a good uh, good storytelling. The way they, they they carried that off. You're right, and and to your point going around taking out stations and there's a moment earlier this season when Jane even says those stations are all all versions all personalities that actually trust in men mm-hmm. so of course those would be the first personalities he went after yeah yeah and, and it's just like we, the signs were right there they right? were they were <laughs> we missed it <laughs> completely and 
And then when we go back to the, the funeral episode and this whole idea of rebirth, we knew who was in that well because of the first season. Mm-hmm. There, We do the underground, and at the end of the day, it's him who reappears. And, and so, of course, if you get pushed down there, who do you think you're going to find? And, and just, and then I like it. I like how we go back to Miranda and how, and how she was primary mm-hmm. and she meets a guy and the guy betrays her. Mm-hmm. And, but in a, in, in, in a way that she realizes she does not know what Kay wants because she fell into a very similar trap and she, 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 she can't, she made the mis not, not make the mis- same mistakes, but fell into a trap again yeah. and, and caused, caused harm to them. So she throws herself in the well and, and, and then we get Jane. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole, the whole PTSD, that, the the whole Miranda's relationship with, I don't know if they ever gave what was his name. Um, I'm gonna call him Bob Dylan because he was like trying to be a folk singer. But, uh, but you know that the, the the you know as you mentioned falling back into the well and and and, and protecting Kay because you know when they first had you know whatever he first was. When we, wooing her singing the folk songs and stuff and seeing the reaction that she had as far as like um whenever he reached out to her and stuff and 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 then we carry it forward to they move in together and and they they they, they they're growing and she and she and, and and you know given that she she didn't have a relationship with her father that where she could trust him but then she ended up trusting the Bob Dylan <laughs> uh, and and then and then he how he uses that and, and abuses that trust by having the swingers party at their as, as part as part of their housewarming and and then you know and they the his co-worker hits up Bob hits on her and 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 then it has sex with her. And of course the whole defense mechanisms of all the personalities, you know, where we see the, we see the transformation literally while everything is going on, where the Jane persona like comes out, becomes the primary. Right. And then, and then, and, and then just basically like calls all the manipulation and, and calls the other people out for being sheep and stuff. It it was an amazing. Uh, this was the Miranda. We now fully get a full understanding how Jane became primary, and how Miranda failed, and why Kay always chooses for Jane to, to to be the the primary because she she does serve that role of protecting. K from from any harm. Well, she doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. I mean, honestly, up until she um, started connecting with Cliff and the others, she mm-hmm. never really trusted anyone for a very long time. And and that's that was Miranda's mistake. She trusted this guy. Yeah. 
and and dis- went made some wrong choices and found herself underneath another guy and just was like what am i whoa this i i don't like this at all get off me and and violated and she felt like she failed and so she threw herself in the well and of course the personality is going to come out is going to be someone like jane who mm. who is crazy she strikes off her robe and goes yeah. out. <laughs> but 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 you get it. I I mean Jane is a product of everything Miranda went through and Miranda's a product of everything that Kay went through because we also have to remember Miranda's the one who got them out of the well. Right. Yep. And and so I I don't know. I just I was really, I was happy to see it. I was happy how it all played back because when we, we kind of knew this season, they they were doing something very different with Jane. She felt isolated a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so, and then I, and I feel very satisfied that they ended the season. Of course they didn't want to in this way, but that that we still got this episode right before we have to go into another hiatus. Yeah, yeah, true. But one thing that did make I was curious because about Miranda Jane still being subjected to Candlemaker's wax. I, I don't. It, I, I mean, is is it because of I guess the father? I guess Jane not being primary at this point is is basically how she ends up being incapacitated by by Candlemaker, because all the other characters they had the imaginary friends who Candlemaker was able to. Oh, I thought that they they pulled the plug on Miranda. The personalities did. That's yeah okay. I wasn't clear about that, so maybe yeah. I guess they did. Yeah, yeah. I guess because they stopped. Let's separate, and then uh, and then Miranda goes down. She wakes up in the me- underground, and they said we had to pull the plug on you because right, that's right. This because they didn't want to help Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot that whole sequence. Yeah, on the train. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they they pulled the they stopped the car, and yeah, I get. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I have I have forgotten that part. No, no, the. The, this episode is interesting because, in a way, not a lot of stuff happens. But then again, a lot of stuff happens. I yeah. mean, it, but it, it is predominantly Jane's episode. Mm. And then we do have what I like to call Revenge of the Imaginary Creatures. Yeah. <laughs> revenge of the Imaginary Friends. Yeah. Because every, they split off in their different directions because that's you know, logical. And um, everyone has an imaginary friend except for Larry. Mm-hmm. La- Larry goes down first, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he comes across uh, Kipling. Kipling's is after the punch and Judy drags him away, he, he's the first one to get waxed, and then Larry gets waxed by, by Kipling. Well, Candlemaker. Yeah, yeah, because for some reason... Larry kind of lost all momentum this season. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Larry, need you for the rest of that. Yeah. 
we don't need to admit, yeah. But it's but, but Larry, but but Larry got the moment to lead, and he's like, "Hey, I could be leader sometimes," and let him right into a trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then we find um, that Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> that was my Who favorite part. Of <laughs> Who do you think? Jesus is his imaginary friend. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Jesus could take you. You can only take your, your own name in vain. <laughs> it, it just every, every and then I yeah exactly in the name in vain. Everything about fathers and sons. Yep. So such a cliff. The perfect punchline to Cliff's arc this season, and especially after we called it. Not going to be able to attend the wedding. Feels really bad about it. But then again, Cliff, you you, you have a different family. Which which doesn't Larry? Larry, I think, is the one who calls him out on that. That yeah. we get it. Claire is your daughter, but who are we then? Who have yeah. been suffering with your ass for the last yeah forever <laughs> decades. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that yeah. So Larry had yeah. Larry didn't have much to do, but he rightfully called Cliff out on his bullshit because. Uh, we're your family, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and but <laughs> yeah, but uh, is the whole like father, you know, the whole abandonment thing was a because you know Cliff's yeah. still in with his father's abandonment, you know. Of course, of course, he would see Jesus as someone you know, whose own father, because he's probably thinking in Bible school where he's being crucified, and it's like, Father, why have you so forsaken me? So of course, Cliff identifies with that you know, that abandonment and, 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 and Jesus has got some moves. I mean, you like kick Cliff's ass all over the place, but, um, I, you know, who bet, I, yeah. Who better to like be Cliff's imaginary friend? Yeah. Just, just like how, um, Vic's imaginary friend was also perfect for his yep. story in the season because it was Dr. Cowboy. AKA's dad dressed up as Dr. Cowboy. Oh boy. <laughs> I only have yes, beakers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, partner. <laughs> I only have beakers. I love that line. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it just, it was, I'm glad that they didn't focus on these moments because the moment you start to connect the dots about these imaginary friends, you don't need a lot of dialogue. You don't, you don't. need a lot of time because the whole season has been building up to this. Yep. When, when Vic realizes his imaginary friend is, he created just to affirm his beliefs. That is Vic in a nutshell. Since totally. the first episode this season where, where Vic needs somebody who's going to challenge him, contradict him and make him, make him see things differently because he's been spending his whole life surrounded by people and imaginary people telling him only what he wants to hear. Yep. And yep. that's no way to live. So I really, I really like that turn. Um, and, it, and I really, I mean, I just, I love that. At first I was like, why Dr. Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> but we got there. We got there we, eventually. Yep. We did. We did. Just like we we got there with Rita, whose imaginary friend is basically a paper doll of her mom. I don't really know how to describe this one. Yeah, so it has. So I guess she apparently made uh, she 
took a magazine photo with her mom mm-hmm. and clipped the eyes out, and then she had created the eyes, this paper doll, to, to basically be, yeah, th- th- as her imaginary friend. And, and, it, and of course, they end up having a tap-off <laughs> as far as, um, it, I, I, you know, and, of course, we, we as, as much as we thought Rita has, has grown over the course of the season and, and, and got past her block with her, her, her dealing with issues, dealing with her mother, clearly she still, she still is in that place. And, and, and even earlier in the episode when she and Vic had the moment where Vic was, you know, was wallowing to the cure, um, you know, she, she, you know, she she recognized that she still has some failings because, you know, she had the opportunity to stop Ronnie, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in the prior episode, and 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 she didn't. And so right. even though she thinks she's she's getting there, she still has a lot of hangups related to her mother. And so, what better imaginary friend to you know show that again? And to your point use an economy of words here, you don't need a lot of dialogue because right. you know, again, it's just reaffirmation of all what we've seen up to this point in the season. Yeah. They, they, and this is a show where I'm pretty sure they have the first episode to last episode mapped out mm-hmm. um, and the major plot points so that, or not even plot points, character beats thought out so that by the end of it even if covid strikes the viewer leaves satisfied heading into a hiatus because as much as and we've all been there we've all been on board with tv shows that leave us with the worst cliffhangers but to go back to the flash season finale had a lot of issues with that finale leaving iris in the mirror not one of them not one of them all dorothy running after candlemaker I have no issue with that. Um, I mean, because overall, where we ended, even though majority of the, all of the other cast members are in wax right now, (laughs) it's still, it's not a cliffhanger where I'm like, oh my God, what is going to happen next? Because so much was resolved with the characters themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's what I, even though I did miss Mr. Nobody and, 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 and season two was not as strong as season one, I, I think, but I mean, it was still a very strong season. I mean, better than most stuff that's out on out there. No, um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, but, but I, I do going into you, hopefully a third season. Um, can't see why it won't be, even though I uh, uh, did see some news about DC Universe and DC Comics today that's not voting well for the app. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 you're right. I do feel like I went through this journey and with these characters, and I, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with how things ended, even you know, with the COVID shortened season. Yeah, yeah, I'm, this was a slow burn of a season, 
and that was more frustrating than the actual finale for me. Um, I, I think the, the last few episodes, um, and, and surprisingly, I don't know if you met, saw this connection because last week we were talking, I was like, it all goes back to that damn sex episode. Yep. This episode <laughs> a lot of sex too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trigger warning right. though for that for the the, the swingers party though <laughs> as far as the piece. Um, but and and I I it do you, hmm, I I I think now that this season is over I like it a lot more because it was such a slow burn mm. and um. And I don't know if that would have been different had COVID not happened and we would have gotten the full story. But I'm also really, I, I mean, you, you're, we're talking to somebody who was obsessed with Mr. Robot and I still haven't seen the series finale. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that says something about the fact that this, this was not bad. I'm really happy and and I think that I'm I'm actually envious of people who can watch Doom Patrol season one through season two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it all connects. Yeah, it does. You're right. You're right. It does connect. And yeah, if if for those folks who it's, it's sort of like you know since I was like a latecomer, you know, you introduced me to Mr. Robot. It was that same kind of thing. And I know that first when we first started potting together, uh, we went back through uh, through those some of those seasons and and um, and so that's how I felt you know I think what you just described uh, that's how I was for, for with Mr. Robot coming into it and be able to watch seasons one and two what you know watch season one and then go into two uh, f- fresh from uh, from discovering the show yeah yeah all right. Well, I think that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? You can find me. Uh, maybe look at pick, looking at the ashes of the DC Universe app, given that they had a massive layoff at the company today. Uh, at Will M Polk, W I L L M P O L K. You can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook for also on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.